Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. First scripture lesson is from the book of Romans. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Gospel lesson is from John 16. Though I've been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day you will ask in my name. I am not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and entered this world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. Then Jesus' disciples said, Now you are speaking clearly and without figures of speech. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to ask anyone anyone to ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Do you now believe, Jesus replied, a time is coming and in fact has come when you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. May God bless the reading and hearing and understanding of his word. 
Thank you, Dave. So we begin our time together sharing God's Word for us today. And as we do that, we, uh, we I remind you that, uh, that you have your bulletins in your hand. In your bulletins, you will have a spot that you can take notes so that when the Spirit speaks to you, you can jot those down so that you don't forget those nudges that the Spirit gives you. There's also uh, scripture passages and reflection questions for throughout the week. So all week long, you can reflect on a certain passage of scripture and, and answer a question. And I also want to make sure that you know that, uh, that if some point during the message, something comes to your mind as a question that, that you would like an answer to, not guaranteeing that I will be able to answer it completely, but if you do, you can certainly use my cell number. You can text me during the message uh, and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we strive to hear your word and to hear what it means for us today. And so, God, I ask that, that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that, that they would be your words for your people, your message, God, for your people. And so speak, your servants are listening. Amen. So this is the, uh, the final week of our Journey in the Key of worship series where we take a look at, at different songs, favorite songs, and, and try to figure out you know, how they were written, why they were written, and, and maybe what the meanings are behind them. And so you probably are looking at the title of the message and saying, These Hard Times. What song is that? Does anybody know what that song is? There's one hand over there. Actually, I'll give you a hint. I've actually played it a couple of weeks ago on a Wednesday evening worship. Uh, but it, it's a beautiful song uh, by a band called Need to Breathe. Southern rock type band. You're going to hear a little more about them and, and a little more about the, the lyrics of the song as we dive in. And especially the reason why this song was chosen. So I want to share that with you. Uh, so, so how many times have you said these words to God? God, give me a sign. Give me a sign. I mean, maybe you feel comfortable enough to, to raise your hand if you've ever asked God for a sign in your life. Maybe you're not comfortable. That's right. I'm thinking that, that, I, that just about everybody at some point has said some, some phrase like this. Because I know I have. I believe that at some point we've all asked God for a sign. And this might have been in the middle of a traumatic experience. Maybe a, a celebration. Or maybe at a crossroads. When I was discerning pastoral ministry, I asked for a sign. <laughs> this is when, uh, during that weekend at my parents' trailer on Whitewater Lake in Wisconsin, it, it was like, it didn't happen right when I asked God for the sign. How often does that usually happen? God, give me a sign and then a bolt of lightning hits or something. It wasn't quite like that, but, it wasn't, but I, there was a moment that I just felt this chill come over me. And it was 80 degrees that day. And the chill stayed with me. At that moment, I knew where God was calling me. I could still picture it. Clear as day in my mind, I have this vision of this little lake that I was looking out across when that moment hit. This was a wonderful time for a sign. 
But I also remember when it wasn't so wonderful. I remember times when loved ones were in the hospital and I wanted to know that things were going to be all right. I needed assurance that it was going to be okay. And so I asked God for a sign. Maybe I was asking for God to show up, to make His presence known, or maybe it was looking for something to assure me that God was still in control, especially in times when it didn't feel like anyone was in control. There was a story about a, about a young man around the time when the telegraph was invented, and it was the fastest means of communicating messages across the country. Young man went in to apply for a job as a Morse code operator. As he entered the office where they were looking to hire this person, he noticed all this noise around him that was going on, including a telegraph that seemed to be clacking off in the distance. There were a number of other applicants that were waiting with him as they were instructed to wait together until they were called into the office for the interview. Well, after a few moments, this this young man stood up and just walked right into the interviewer's office. The other applicants wondered, why in the world is he being so bold? How could he act that way? But then thought, he's probably going to get yelled at by the time he shows up in that office, so uh, maybe they'll leave him alone. I mean, nobody else had their name called yet, so... He was going to get in trouble. Well, within a few minutes, this, this young man came out of the office with the interview who, interviewer who announced to the other applicants, thank you very much for coming. The job has been filled by this young man. Well, needless to say, the others were pretty upset and questioned why in the world the job would have been given to this man who had just boldly walked into the interviewer's office without interviewing any of the other candidates first. I said, it's not fair. The employer said, well, I'm sorry, but all the time that you have been sitting here, the telegraph has been ticking out the following message in Morse code. If you understand the message, then come right in. The job is yours. None of you heard it or understood it. The young man did, so the job is his. Yeah. You you might remember this other story. It was during a horrific flood one year when many houses were destroyed, floating down the river because the water just overflowed its banks. There was a woman who was caught on her roof with no way to get down. She begged and pleaded for God to help her, to give her a sign. After her prayer, she waited, waited for God to save her, waiting for that sign. Well, just then, Keith Paskowitz came by with his canoe and offered to save her. She replied that she was waiting for God to come and save her. Well, then Bill and Josie pulled up alongside the house with their pontoon boat and told her to jump down and they would help her to safety. Again, this woman told them that God was going to save her. Strange as it may be, Glenn Peterson was flying around in a helicopter. Now, I know... He's a commercial pilot, but give me just a little leeway room here. Offered to pick her up off the roof. For a third time, she said that God was going to save her, to send her this sign. No one else came. The woman actually perished in the flood. And as she entered into heaven, she asked the question for God, Why didn't you save me when I cried out to you? And God turned his loving eye to her. 
and said, I sent you a canoe, a pontoon boat, and a helicopter. What more could I have done? We could also say that God sent Keith, Bill, and Josie, and Glenn, and any number of you. We ask God for signs, and God delivers. The question is, if we are paying close enough attention to hear it. You see, the young man heard the message in Morse code and responded. The woman didn't recognize God's help in all of the people that showed up. Asking God for a sign is one of the main themes in our song for today. Now, I must admit that many of you might not know this particular song, as we found out earlier. So, in a little bit, I'm going to play the song for you. I also want you to hear from a person whom this song has a deep, deep meaning. So, before we get too much deeper, uh, I want you to hear from Janina Hoffman. She's one who, the one who brought this song to me for this worship series. So, I wanted her to share with you a little bit about her introduction to the song. So, that first video, if you would play that. It's probably about five or six years ago. I was still one of those people that was listening to the radio, and I happened to hear a um, song from the band Need to Breathe on the radio, and I really liked their sound. So I went out and got their CD, The Outsiders, which was not their most recent at the time, but um, I enjoyed the sound. I liked the music. It was great, and I never realized that they also played Christian music. And as I was going through the, the music, I listened to the lyrics of this song, These Hard Times. Um, and these hard times is like life. It is. No one said this would be easy. <laughs> no one said it would be easy. And, um, and I think at the time that I heard, I really heard that song, the lyrics, was a time when I was really happy. So it spoke to me. The first thing I think was that it made me feel not so guilty about my lack of faith. Um, it made me realize that all these other humans out there are living the same life that I am. And it's hard to believe. It's hard to know where to turn. And and I guess, you know, being connected with people is comforting in and of itself. This is not just my journey. It's not just my burden. It's not just my world. It is the world. And this is where we are. And there's only one answer, and there's only one way out. There's only one answer, and there's only one way out. Hmm. We're going to hear a little more from Janina later. But for now, let's, let's get into the lyrics of this song. Within the lyrics of this song, we find four distinct thoughts or ideas. The first we've already talked about, asking God for a sign. We also find the thought of needing God in our tough times. We also hear the writer expressing the desire to hide from God at times. And finally, in the chorus, we hear the writer no longer asking for a sign, but, for, but asking for faith to believe especially in these hard times. 
I mean, we all face hard times, times that challenge our faith, push us to the limits, and, and make us question sometimes the goodness of God. And I think we all know deep down that God is good, but when faced with a trying time, when we face these hard times, we start to question. We want to know why things are happening to us. We want to know, that, you know why we have been diagnosed with a certain disease, why a, a loved one suddenly passes away, or maybe why a marriage has fallen apart. Let me tell you that this questioning during these hard times is nothing new. David and other writers of the Psalms knew all about difficult times, and they wrote a lot about it. Psalm 89 is, is actually one of my favorites because unlike all the other psalms, this one doesn't resolve. It doesn't paint a rosy picture by the time you reach the end. It leaves you struggling with what happened next. And frankly, that's where our minds go during some of these hard times. We don't want the happy ending right now. We want to be able to sit in the midst of the pain and work it out. Our passage from Romans that Dave read this morning talks about difficult times and how they are just the beginning of a path which leads eventually to hope. To hope. But there is still a journey that we need to take. We just need to remind ourselves that God is taking the journey with us. As Janina said, you know, he never said that it would make, he would make all the troubles go away. But God did promise that He would be with us all the time. So before we hear from Jeanine again, there's another theme I want you to understand, and it's coming from the bridge of the song. The bridge is this. It says, we hide like thieves in the shadows, scared of the sun, because we know that light, the light will find us, us and all that we've done. This is actually a theme that we find in Scripture, even from the very beginning, because Adam and Eve had just been tempted to, and taken a bite from that forbidden fruit. If you all remember that story, they knew what they had done was wrong, so they hid, or at least they tried to hide from God. Genesis 3 verse 9 says, but the Lord called out to the man and said to him, where are you? Ever try to hide? Ever try to hide from your parents? <laughs> I'd say you ever tried to hide from God, but sometimes we'll go, eh, maybe I haven't tried to hide from God, but hide from your parents? Oh, I'm pretty sure we all tried to do that at some point. And they call out, Where are you? They're searching for you. I mean, it's a strange thing to try to hide from God. God knows everything that we do, hears and sees everything. Why hide? Probably because we're human, and that's just what we do. I wonder what else you've tried to hide from God. What are those things that you're ashamed of, that hoped no one would ever find out about, or maybe something you wish you could take back? Some, some of these are things that throw us into troubled times. Not always, but I think you know what I mean. A lie, a piece of juicy gossip shared, an affair, a broken promise, or any number of other things we've done, and then we 
try to hide, not only from others, but hide from God as well. But like Adam and Eve in the garden, God searches for us. Even as we hide, God calls out to us, where are you? They say calling out and offering us this prevenient grace, the grace that comes before and welcomes us back into this relationship that we have with Him. God searches for you, calling you. Are you truly listening for God's voice? You probably know another person who tried to hide from God. He heard a calling to preach redemption to a group of people, but he didn't because he decided that he didn't like the people, that he would go the opposite way, running from God. And we all know where that got him. Gills deep in the belly of a whale, right? Well, this song, like many others, is full of good theological teaching. And while we could go on and on talking about what the words of the song mean, I think it's more important to hear about what the song means to someone else, to someone that you know pretty well. I want to share the the other part of my conversation with Janina with you. And so what I want you to do is listen as she shares. Listen Listen to her story. Find yourself in her story and listen to what God has to speak to you through her. Go ahead and play that second part. When Mick, my husband, was so ill and um, no one knew from hour to hour what was going to happen to him, uh, and I would drive quite a distance every day to see him and to sit with him and find out what the doctors had to say, and on the way home one night, I listened to this song, and um, it it was what my heart was saying. It was a prayer. It was a prayer of someone who's overwhelmed, who's desperate, who just says, I got nowhere to go here. I need help. And, you know, give me the answer, give me the way out. And it's all, it's like, I answered my own question, give me the faith. That's what I need. I I am very much affected emotionally by what is going on in the world. You know, I listen to the news and I read the paper and just like everyone else, sometimes I just think, you know, there's a line, it's clear to me, the ugliness I see is evidence of who I need. It's true. And, you know, and I, I, I also think of um, two things in the Bible that, that it brought to my mind was the times that Jesus healed someone or forgave their sins. And very simple, your faith is safe, go in peace. Your faith is at that same time so many people in my life were going through like major crises, just, you know, illness, death, um, family issues. And these are people that I wanted to reach out and help, but I just felt like I didn't, I couldn't do it. So I felt kind of like I was letting people down because I just didn't have the energy to give that. So, um, And for some reason, that song kind of brought that up to me, too. 
and I saw the, the lyrics of the song at the beginning. It was like um, a, a grocery list guy. Give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. But um, in my heart, I believe that I don't have to tell God what to give me. God loves me. God knows me. Just believe it. Just be, be quiet. Just wait. God knows. God knows what we need. God knows exactly what we need, just in the right time. And so this song, These Hard Times, so many phrases in, in this song that just speak to us. And Janina brought up this, uh, the pre-chorus, and she says, It's clear enough to me the ugliness I see is evidence of who I need. So this is, this is these hard times, I, and so I hope it speaks to you like it spoke to Janina. Give me something brighter, give me something I can see. Give me something vicious, give me something I can be. Give me all the love and peace to end these wars. Give me something sacred, something worth fighting for. It's clear enough to ugliness I see is evidence of who I need. Give me an answer. Give me a way out. Give me the faith to believe in these hard times. Give me the answer. Give me the way out. Give me the faith to believe in these hard times. Give me motivation. Give me all my heart's desires. Show me something gorgeous. Show me till my eyes get tired. Give me all the drums. Show me how to play them loud. Show me how to move when I can't feel the chore around. It's clear enough to me the ugliness I see is evidence of who I need. Give me an answer. Give me the way out. Give me the faith to believe in these hard times give me the answer give me the way out give me the faith to believe in these hard times 
hide like thieves in the shadows, scared of the sun. Cause we know the light will find us, us and all we done. Give me an answer, give me the way. Give me the faith to believe in these hard times. Give me an answer. Give me the way out. Give me the faith to believe in these hard times. Give me an answer. Give me the way out. Give me the faith to believe in these hard times. Give me the faith to believe in these hard times. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we know that we face difficult times. We face hard times. But we rely on your word, God, that that you said that you would never leave us nor forsake us, that, that you would walk our journeys with us, wherever those journeys take us. And so, God, in our hard times, remind us that, that you are taking those steps with us. Remind us, even if it's in that, that story or that poem that footprints in the sand of knowing that we see one set of footprints instead of two, but it's because, God, you are carrying us in our moments of need. So, God, thank you. Thank you for your message. Thank you for the words of hope, the words of peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And so as we get ready to go forth from this place, we go forth knowing that, uh, that through all of our hard times, through all of those places where, where we find it difficult, we know that God travels with us. So no matter if we are celebrating or we are in the midst of these hard times, we know that God is there with us and that God goes with us. And so go forth knowing that the love of God The grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you, and it goes with you always. Amen.